Spending a few minutes this morning with Lincoln Police Chief Teresa Ewens. Chief. Good morning. Uh, listeners have heard that 18-year-old Kyvel Stark of Omaha turned himself in on Tuesday for the May 29th killing of two Lincoln women at 52nd and O. Mm -hmm. And our listeners yesterday heard you say that uh, Stark was going 90 miles an hour in the 40-mile-an-hour stretch of O Street when he slammed into that car, turning north onto 52nd Street. That info came from the car's black box? Yeah, they call it something else. I call it the black box because of... It's uh, relatable. It, it's relatable, yeah. People understand it better. Yeah, so in uh, most cars now, they have uh, a box that actually uh, records all, everything from seatbelts to speed, um, what's happening with the car. So that's what we pulled from. Um, and, and so it was... We had an idea uh, because when you talk about, uh, I was in charge of our traffic company and, and really collisions are also um, easy to put together in that you look at the skid uh, prior to contact, you know, whether somebody is able to, to really break um, and the force, obviously. And so um, even if we didn't have that, we'd have an idea that he was going between 80 and, and 90. Did he try to break? Um, I don't have that information yet. Didn't realize it was a black box. From don't 2000? think about turning yours off, okay? You can't. <laughs> don't even know where it's it is. It's part of the car. Don't even know where it is. Uh, when I first heard witness reports of 100 miles an hour, I thought, I've been to enough in my radio experience mm -hmm. to know that 60 seems like 100 or 40 might look like 100 yeah. in a 25 zone. And I'm thinking it's got to be maybe 70 at the most. But... That witness was quite accurate, 90 miles an hour in a 40. That's flying. Yeah. You know, it's um, that O Street is, is uh, one of those streets that's, uh, I mean, it's it's open, you know, and it is about timing of lights and whether people are running red lights. And, you know, I, I, I have to say just if people would just slow down, um, I mean, it could save lives um, overall. Because if you if you hit somebody that is over the age of sixty, at fifteen miles an hour, most likely they're going to die. Um, and it, the ages, obviously, as you as you are younger, um, you recover. But still, that recovery, the people that are in the hospital right now, I I really feel for them. They've been in there for a, a week, and you know they're part of this really tragic story, um, and their their recovery is going to be very long. And so, I mean, no one's really talking about. No one's really talking about the victims in this entire thing. I mean, I and I feel for the driver. I know, I understand he made a mistake, uh, but it's also our responsibility as drivers and having driver's license um, that we're not gonna we're not gonna do things like this. And so it's people have responsibilities. You also on Memorial Day afternoon, I mm -hmm. attended a news conference, and you pointed out that O Street needs some work. Your officers are there yeah. monitoring. I live mm -hmm. four blocks south of O Street, and I hear it. I don't need to see it. I can hear it, and it's a challenge for officers. You're gonna, you're, you're yeah. committed to stepping up on that. It's not just O Street. I mean, it is other other streets as well. I hear it from where I live. Um, motorcycles. You can. It's distinctive. You can hear that sound. Um, you know, with the way cars and motorcycles are built today. Uh, it really is dangerous. People don't understand speed. Great, it's fun to get in a car and go fast. Okay, there are speedways for that. You can go do that. 
Um, but when you talk about, you know, hitting somebody in either a pedestrian, a cyclist, or a motorcycle, um, you don't understand what that does to a person's body. You will kill people. And then that's the tragic part of our responsibility um, to, to really conduct ourselves in a way that is safe for, for, for the community. I was hit on my motorcycle by a car that was probably 10 feet away going less than five miles an hour. Yeah. So I'm an example of someone who was ve hit by very low speed, if yeah. any speed at all, and not at a great distance. Right. And people can look at the studies. They're out there. I mean, if they want to educate themselves, you know, that's what Google's yeah. for. Just slow down. Yeah. How about the light situation at 52nd and O? Mm -hmm. Green, yellow, red at the time of impact? Has that been determined yet? We're still looking at that. What do what do you need to to know? Uh, witness video. We're examining. You know, at the speed. Uh, you know, you always look at when you look at collisions. You always see whether or not someone's trying to make the light. Um, people tend to speed up if they're trying to make the light. So you want to you want to look at witness statements. You want to look at. I mean, obviously. Mr. Stark's statements on, you know, what happened as well. I mean, that's an important part of this. Um, so, really, we're looking at everything. And the 18-year-old, there's evidence of THC. Yeah, he, he had been smoking some marijuana. Anything else in the vehicle that is incriminating? Well, I can't talk at about that. I can't talk about that at this But point. I can ask it. Right. <laughs> and let me just <laughs> say, you. let me just say, um, you know, the family, his fa him and his family have have been uh, very cooperative through this this time. Um, he turned himself in because, I mean, that was a something that we spoke to the family. Our investigators were in contact with the family's attorney, and and we really, um, when we, we told them it was time, you know, they responded and, and cooperated. Lincoln Police Chief Teresa Ewan's joining me. Let's talk about personnel. Let's talk about some staff challenges sure. that you have and police departments all around the country yep. have. Is it accurate to say about 40 positions short of where you'd like to be? We are. Uh, I just want to I want to clarify because, you know, it's been in the news for the last uh, 24 hours um, of tidbits of an interview I gave. Uh, so, yes, we are down 40. Um, that is through also attrition. We have people that are retiring. We have people that are changing jobs. They're choosing not to be police officers anymore. And I can't be clear about that. You know, the last cut three years have been so difficult, both mentally and physically, for officers. They've just decided to, to change careers. And, I mean, that happens. Um, but it's happening throughout the country. I mean, come uh, July, you're going to see a large exodus, most likely from a lot of police departments. Um, I, don't, I don't project that for us, but other large departments, because people are going to retire. There was a time where... Um, all hiring was frozen in the 90s. And and so you had a bulk of classes that came in at the same time. Well, all those people are of age to retire. Just like our young people changing jobs, people may retire because they're just, they're tired, you know? And, and this is a very, very difficult job. And so those are things that everyone, all law enforcement agencies have to look at come July and December is how are we going to build our our um, our numbers and do it in a in a way that you know is responsible because we don't you can't just throw anybody in a in a uniform we really want 
the best to be representing Lincoln. Does the ratio of officers per citizens in a growing city, is that an accurate reflection of a need for increased staff? It is. Um, it depends what we're being tasked to do. I mean, if, you know, for me, um, you know, there, there are many different roles law enforcement is taking, and today it, it has changed, and it always does. Um, you know, way back when in the in the 90s, early 2000s, we were saying, let's do, let's do um, more with less. Well, you do less with less, plain and simple. It is not what we do, and, but that's what happened because of the financials. And so everyone asked law enforcement to, you know, cut. That's the number one thing that they do when the economy doesn't go well is cut law enforcement, cut fire. Um, and so we're still recovering from that. That's something we're still recovering from. Because the numbers should have been um, higher way back in the in mid two thousands. I mean, you can't you can't do the job that we're tasked with. You can't and not and do it right. So today we have to reevaluate what our role is. Um, I see us being more community um, more community engagement, more um, partnering with city agencies to to really help those that really are, are in need from mental health to homelessness. Um, and and really being a good partner versus being on our own, uh, doing what is expected of us, but we need to bring other people in. And so that does take additional personnel from collecting data to community engagement to um, training our officers because it's ongoing. There's increased amounts of training that we have to do. Well, if we're going to be training um, a 400-person department, um, then guess what? There has to be people on the street still you know, doing the job because we're a 24-7 operation. So it has complications, but those numbers should, should go up. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. We'll talk again in another month. Lincoln Police Chief Teresa Ewens on Lincoln Live.